Are you tired of looking like a loser? Have you been called an incel, neat, or even a chalker? Say no more, because we at WBS Apparel have the final solution to your clothing needs. WBS Apparel is single-handedly saving the West with its high-quality hats, tank tops, patches, and shirts. Chad, Chuds, and Chunguses agree, billions must buy. Buy our shit at WBSApparel.com today. Women will throw themselves at you. Gamers will want to be you. Literally you. Send us your best memes on X, Facebook, and Instagram if you'd like to learn more. Want to help keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement? Then go to PRLfans.com. There you can find links to Patreon, PayPal, our Bitcoin info, and other ways to help support the podcast. Now, enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 467. I'm Otto, tonight joined with Jared. What's up, guys? And Mr. Island-based himself, James Babb. Great to be here, broadcasting live from uh, Maine on an undisclosed island. <laughs> undisclosed island. Uh, it's Gilligan's Island. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to tell a, everyone. My bad. Well, this started as a three-hour tour, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and there's the token minarchist, Kyle. Welcome back, uh, man. Hey, everybody. Thanks. I'm really glad to be on the show today. Hell yeah, we were just kind of talking about generational stuff when we got, you know, it's kind of, instead of getting topics for tonight, we just were talking about which generation we belonged in and stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I'm in, a gen, I'm in a Gen X yes, group. Me. I'm in a Gen X group, and there's a little bit of gatekeeping going on in there because people are like, oh, you know, you were born in 81. You're not Gen X. Gen X cut off. Well, how do they even know when you're born? first of all uh, well, i'm just giving you an example of the kind of arguments that are going on like somebody will be like i was born in 82 but i don't feel like a millennial i feel like i relate more to gen x and then people in the comments are like sorry dude you know you missed the cutoff you're not you're not you're not gen x so that they, they, they like gatekeep it like you're not allowed in the little in the club i um, think one, i think somebody one of these generations should declare themselves to be the greatest generation like remember like take it from those old guys you know what i'm mean? like that the, the ones that walked around saying they were the greatest generation like what was that generation who's a candidate of, of all these different collectives you're talking about like is, are there any great generations emerging what, what was the what was that generation called? Because that was like the World War II generation. They were the people right? that firebombed Dresden and they yeah. uh, nuked uh, Hiroshima <laughs> and uh, they they the old Dodgers. <laughs> they were completely racist and uh, <laughs> they were great. The ones that like made blacks drink out of separate water fountains. That, those guys, that yeah, was the greatest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the base uh, generation is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> they only go back so far like if you go back like over 100 years we kind of i don't feel like we still label them we're just like we don't care yeah there are wikipedia tries i mean it's really a merit an american concept right it's not like the greatest generation isn't like like the chinese don't have aren't part of the greatest generation right <laughs> i mean it's just yeah it's it's a american, american thing yeah so like america you know but yeah i guess beyond like the 1900s like I don't know. I, I think it was. I, don't know I think it was, it was just a marketing campaign that somebody came up Probably. with to sell the pens. You know, like yeah, you know, like 
make these people <laughs> proud of themselves. Well, uh, anyway, I'm in the Gen X group. I, I like it. Like, I don't know all the stuff, but like, I know most of it or a lot of it. And I, I just have never really related to millennials. Um, although, you know, I'm, I'm probably, we were talking about, I said like Matt is, you guys called Matt a boomer. And I was like, well, I think he's quintessential Gen X. Like he's, he's got a um, counterculture, anti-authority. Uh, he's into punk rock. Uh, he was into skateboarding. That was huge for Gen X skateboarding. Um, it was sort of a rebellious generation. So I think Matt is Gen X, you know, whereas like my, my, my younger siblings who were born in the mid eighties, they're very, I don't know, technology oriented. Um, they grew up with the internet. I don't know. What else would you guys say about millennials? They're a little softer, maybe Well, they were coddled more by their parents. Yeah. Um, tend to be, you know, well, the stereotype whiny. was always like, you know, Starbucks lattes, like hipster, like yeah. student loan debt. Which which generation like is most thing. likely to to cut their own wings off? <laughs> That's Gen Z. Okay. That's Gen Z. All right. Is that Z? Are we past yeah. Z now? Yeah. my And it's weird. I was looking it up. Apparently, my kids yeah. are like, my oldest is Gen Z, but my youngest or but like she was at the cutoff and now my son is like whatever alpha or something generation alpha i don't fucking know what my two youngest yeah those are the ones that finally merge with ai yeah you know (laughs) that's when we get the human cyborgs (laughs) well you think about it you think about like our lives right with the cell phones and these kids like they're like three years old and they know how to use a cell phone in fact they're, they're they're watching videos on cell phones they're watching I saw it the other day. I saw two toddlers sitting there with a cell phone, both of them laying next to each other on a couch watching a cell phone. And I was like, man, this is That's like horrible. this generation is going to be totally different. You know? Yeah, but see, like every you say it's horrible, but that's what our parents said about us playing Game Boy. And that's what right, parents, yeah. yeah, that's what their parents said about them watching. TV yeah, but I mean, I, I wasn't playing Game Boy when I was like a fucking. Yeah, no, things, things change, dude. <laughs> like things change. Like, it's, no, it's I don't know. We I had, feel like we had this. Healthy. We had this stupid little handheld football game that was based right. on these red L- like uh, LEDs you know, or whatnot. That. Like literally, that. there were like eighteen <laughs> lights on the screen. Like that's yeah. all it was. You know, like right. and James, I have sure it in, the, in that, that closet behind me. I have that game right now. That little uh, football game with the red the red dots. I mean, <laughs> so, but at some point, at some point, it becomes a, a, a beyond just a distinct. It it becomes. A difference with a distinction i mean when you have like something that is a, as attention capturing as like a fucking cell phone screen we've never really been faced with anything like that before right i mean yeah like okay you had new people reading newspapers on the bus but like it's not really the same thing like you weren't walking across the road with your newspaper and then like getting hit by a car or like driving down the street with your newspaper and getting into an accident like we had commercials getting, we had commercials 30 second commercials it was like here you know here's your hit here's your hit you know yeah let's, let's try you didn't to have it. access to as much content no, for sure. Well, we had. Yeah, I mean, you basically you've got the sum of human knowledge in this little device with you all the time. Okay. Yeah. If somebody's like, "Oh, you should put that down." No, I'm sorry. This is the sum of human knowledge here. Okay. There's all kinds of interesting shit in here. What do you got that's better than that? Like, like. <laughs> it, I'm not it's saying not to put that it down, bad, but it, you know, like it's not that bad. You know, go ahead and enjoy it. Use it. It doesn't mean you're gonna like replace your human uh, interactions, but. 
You know, right. like, I mean, there's yeah, people that just do. drop their kids Some off people at, do. At, at daycare, <laughs> you know, and these kids just sit around, you know, like basically doing nothing. I mean, I'd rather just like hand the kid an iPad and be like, go nuts. You know, like what? it's going to be a far more enriching experience. But I mean, have you heard of like that game Second Life? It's like if your life sucks, you play a second life and then you start a new life and like you can get married in the game. And like, I mean, there's people that literally they, they have they're they're married with kids in real life, but then they have like they have a digital wife in second life. And then and if you get like, more time in if, that game, like if that one goes bad, I guess you just reset. Like you don't have to get sued for alimony well, or. Well, yeah, you like, could be dr- <laughs> you could be drowning in real escape life. to an island off the coast of. It'd be funny if like all the same all the same problems you had in your real life like were 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 simulated. You know, like. Well, it, you know, oh, a simulated that, shitty life too. Well, that's what The Sims was like. You ever play The Sims? Yeah, it's the same. It was same basically concept. Yeah. But like, but like, it was basically just simulating all of life's problems, but in, but in a game, right? Like, it'd be like, oh, you know, you got to go to work, you got to make money. Like, oh, something broke down in your house, you got to replace it. Like, it's just, it was like, it was like, it was like psyoping you as a kid into like being an adult, basically. That, that would be yeah, you could punch in a cheat code and get like infinite I, money. I thought it was more like, look, in my real life, I'm drowning in debt. I'm unemployed. You know, I got all these problems. But in in my second life, my digital life, I'm a multimillionaire. I'm a baller. I got all the nicest cars. I got a mansion. So I thought it was like, you know, yeah. There's there's that there's a game. It's called like the Second Life or whatever. And so yeah, you've you played it. You have I an avatar. Kyle, were you not. were you in the the target demographic for this game or no no my vice is first person shooters unfortunately so um and the Xbox recently released uh, Quake Two which was always my game of choice and I uh, bought it and have been playing it and uh, loving loving it unfortunately it's a great game <laughs> I think I get a dopamine hit like every time you know see I uh I ended up getting a Xbox Game Pass which is like the worst thing for me because I, like I've gotten to the point it used to be when I was little it was better because I didn't have any money so like I'd go out I'd either like rent a game <laughs> at Blockbuster or I buy a game and then right. I would basically just force myself to like it there was no like oh I don't like this game it's like no like I paid 60 bucks for this game that's like my entire life savings like I'm gonna play the shit out of this game I'm gonna just like learn to love this game now I just like don't have that problem and it's like I'll just like buy a game and then be like, eh, I'm not into that, and just not play it anymore. And with that, with Game Pass though, it's like you only pay like twenty bucks a month or something. You get access to like a ton of different titles, and you can either like play them over the internet, or you can download them to your system as long as you can. So you, but you own no games, but you're happy. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I got the cheaper Xbox that doesn't have the disc drive because I was like, one yeah. thing I was saving money, and secondly, I was like, man, I don't want all these discs in my house. I don't want to keep accumulating discs. I like the idea of just everything digital. I don't have to own a physical copy of this game, and I, I play what I want and just download it. So yeah, that's the one I got. That, that's but then they then then you they just turn it off if you know the day you stop paying. You know, nice thing about you know like owning games is that you know it's yours forever and you never have to you know well you can download it and and own it the streaming part is is when you don't own it right like yeah with the with game pass you can basically play it in the cloud and not own it but you can also download it and then it's just on your system yeah so you still you own the download like that you do still well i guess with game pass you like they have some sort of drm but you but 
it, to your point, like you can buy a game, like you can pay full on the game and then download it, and then it's yours forever. There's no like rental aspect, but it's not a physical I'm, I'm copy. Sick, it's I'm not a CD. I'm sick of renting software, whether it's Adobe software or database software or micro, you know, like Microsoft suite, like everybody wants a subscription now. It's freaking annoying. Well, they're trying to monetize it. And, you know, I mean, I know that libertarians don't agree with intellectual property for the most part, but like somebody put a lot of work into developing that software and then they, they maintain it, you know, add features. Well, they used to sell something like Adobe. They used to sell, but it was cost prohibitive for anybody that didn't have like 3k so now it's like but it the was support well they were also so motivated you, the previous model motivated them if they needed to sell the next version they had to have features you wanted right yeah it, it was all about like if you oh if you, like you were ready for the next version of photoshop to come out because you heard about these new filters or whatever right mm. now and nobody wants to upgrade Unless, right, they're threatened. It's always like, well, if you need, need to be compatible, you have to, you know, upgrade this. Like nobody wants upgrades anymore, do they? I mean, does anybody look forward to a new software release on anything? Or is it just more like, oh, this is going to be a, a bigger bandwidth hog. It's going to use more processing. It's going <laughs> to well, spy I, I on me more. It's going to deliver more ads. It's going to capture more of my data. Like, I feel like that's all they're upgrading. I don't buy it. I guess I the only software I buy would be apps on my phone. I don't buy software like Adobe. Just my work buys that, right? Or or Microsoft Office and stuff like that. Those work applications the company's paying for. But like from a personal standpoint, I have purchased apps on my phone. And I you know, if it's an app I really want, I I don't really hesitate. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm double well, the worst, that button. The worst thing about the apps on the phones is like, I'd love to just buy an app for like $15, but instead they give you these, like, what do they call it? The, um, microtransactions. Like yeah. The microtransaction shit where it's like, you've got to like buy, uh, buy oh, new God. shit all the time just to like progress through the game. It's like, dude, just let me just pay up front. Like, I'll give you $60 if you just like shut the fuck up and let me play the game. <laughs> like, like, I don't, like all these fucking microtransactions, like, oh, watch this ad and you can get extra like 30 gems. It's like price, man. But I guess it's I guess it's more profitable for them or else they, they wouldn't do it. It must be like a like a thousand different games that their only job of these games is to show ads for the other games that will show you ads. <laughs> what what is that? What's that one? Royal Match or exactly. something? You guys ever seen Royal most, Match? That's got to be the most heavily advertised game in history. You I've know? seen so many ads for that. I'm like, I'm not getting this game. You can. You what can is it? Royal Match. Yeah, Royal years. Match. I don't know. So it looks like it looks like it's for complete retards, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't like, know if I've even. There's second like, of all, just. Out of principle, no way. There's like a king, right? And he's like captured or something. He's like stuck in a oh. cave. And then there's a snake that's like it's on like his a way. bejeweled he's copy. He's right? gonna eat the king, and like you have to pull the pins to like you know bring the the fire to melt you know burn the snake before he eats the king or whatever. It's like see, they could they should rebrand it as a game called Kill the King, right? And <laughs> like and you just and you watch the king die a horrible death and and each level yeah. like royal de- royal death, right? There you go. Like, why are you trying to save the king? Like, <laughs> like find a new way to, oh, he's boiled in lava this time. Oh, he's all the spikes. I might you know, even like, be mixing up the games, but there's definitely a game where there's a king that's like trapped. And I've seen those ads like a thousand times. But uh, anyway. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, Jared, I don't know if you want to, there's a post that um, in the chat, it's called, um, I put, it's underneath generation. This kind of accurately describes our generation right now. There's born too late to deploy to the Middle East, born too early to deploy to the Middle East, born just in time to deploy to the Middle East. Oh, <laughs> oh, that is too, too good. Oh yeah, my no. God. Yeah, that's that's how it feels like, right? With this constant fucking war and everything. Um, it's, you know, it's just further escalation. I don't know if you guys seen the protests. I'm about, I'm about to. Uh, OK, sorry, sorry. I thought I froze there for a second. My Internet sucks. So um, I have a video I'm posting in the. In the it's it's uh, the most recent one. Dude, something's well, going it? on wrong on my end. It keeps saying your audio has been removed. I accidentally removed you. <laughs> oh, I was like, what the fuck? I meant, I meant to remove the uh, the uh, browser share. All right, well, go, so wait, go, what am I doing? Uh, pull up, think, pull up the, the link that says protest video. <laughs> this is posted from Dan McAdams. He, he made a post of some of the over the weekend. There was a lot of, of pro-Palestinian protests going on. Some of these by, you know, humongous. Look at this one. This is in this is in Berlin. Wow. Look at that. And of course, of course, they're trying to say like this is like this is like the Nazis before in 1930s Germany, you know. But it's like thousands and thousands of people marching down the streets of Berlin. And there's like Palestinian flags as far as the eye can see. It's insane. And it's like that everywhere in like DC, everything. Um, that was that happened this weekend. That's crazy. I think a lot of it's a lot of it's done by the culture Marxists because I was gonna say how much of this is current thing behavior. Exactly, but and um, then how so, much of it is actual like anti-war behavior? Right. I so, think a lot well, of people are are just insanely sick of it because Twitter's been full of all these bloody true. children images. People are people yeah, are right. not having it. Exactly. Like, so I think people my, a lot of people are like this is just we're not we're not taking it. Like this is just too, it's too horrible. I think for regular people that are having to face it, like we didn't, people didn't see all these images. I don't think as much as um, in like Ukraine, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, just to me, it's just, I can't even look at Twitter. It's just full of, you know, bloody children. That's like yeah, just so horrifying. I haven't seen any of that, but I, you know, I'm on the uh, sanitized reality of Facebook. So there's, ah, uh, yes. Um, yeah. My Twitter account's actually suspended for some reason. So, but <laughs> What, they're not showing the stuff on, on Facebook? No, no. Facebook's very sanitized. I, I, have a, like, I have a friend who's been posting, like, stories every day with, like, 30 videos of just Palestinian children. Wow. Jesus. Getting, like... Wow. Yeah. Dude, click up my um my link that says protest. It's a status I made last night. I'd, I'd just been thinking about it, about stuff over the weekend, and how with each new thing that came out, like BLM, COVID, Ukraine war. There was a clear signal that went out to the NPCs of the world, you know, of what you have to like, you know, this is this is our official stance. This is the NPC stance. You have to oblige by it almost. It was kind of like that's what it is. And this conflict, it's so easily when it first started, went off into the direction of very pro Jerusalem. I mean, pro um, Israeli. But the problem is, is this is a long seated issue that goes back to a lot of the cultural Marxists, you know, had had a footing on this on this subject for a long time. And it's been very pro-Palestinian, like 
they're the oppressors. You know, it's the, you know, it's us versus them. It's all going back as far as I can remember, you know, as a kid, it's always been, that was the side that leftists took was always very pro Palestinian. So I think that they're really, there's really no strong signal going out to the NPCs to get rage about something. So it's, it, there's, they're falling back onto what they see, which is the protests. So I think there's a lot of what's it now, like what's the, the thing we're doing. So they're like, okay, well, the corporate media is not telling us what to do and who to support. So we see all these people protesting coupled with, on Twitter now, you just see every every like every day just pictures of dead babies, like just burnt out, covered in ash. Just it's horrifying. So I think it's yeah. coupled with that, and that's why this. I I just don't know how Israel can keep going with this genocide, and that's what it is. It's a genocide. It's, it's nearing ten thousand people dead. They're just leveling, you know, ba- they're leveling, you know, camps and stuff, and like. Well, I mean, there's no. I mean, the sad thing is, there's no. There's no reason for 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 Netanyahu to stop. There's no reason for this policy to stop unless the U.S. decides to stop funding it, and other countries or, decide to stop funding it. Unless he's worried that like Hezbollah is going to start like launching missiles at Tel Aviv or something. Um, but even then, like I think he's such a bloodthirsty monster that he would he doesn't even care how many Israelis die. He doesn't and, care. Uh, he let he let he let the other stuff happen. Most likely, yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, exactly. and and it turns out some of the uh, like some of the heavy Israeli casualties were actually friendly. Have been friendly fire. Friendly fire. Like they don't care. They do not. They'll just you know blow everybody up. Who cares? And um, but you know, there's at some point maybe you know maybe other countries will get involved. I think most of them are bought or weak or whatever, but. You know, there's there's got to be some kind of pushback and uh, they're going to I just hope they feel it soon because, uh, you know, of course, the the most evil, the evil people involved in this are in Washington, D.C. and in the U.N., you know, where they uh, you know, it's the United States government that that opposes the ceasefire. You know, like people are trying to get mm-hmm. a ceasefire and like but the U.S. gets in and be like, oh, no, 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 we can't do that. Um, you know, it's and just, I was I was listening to of- a podcast. And and this podcast, it's like a philosophy podcast, but not like libertarian philosophy, just like other general philosophy or whatever. Wait, but um, other podcasts, other than libertarian <laughs> podcasts, no way. And uh, the, the the two guys are like uh, professors, but they're you know they're they're cool. They're 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 not, they're and and they were actually talking about one of them is actually like a Jewish guy, and he was talking about how he uh, they are actually like censoring. They're actually censoring academics that are speaking out in 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 favor of or against like the Israeli policy, even if it's just something as like calling for a ceasefire, ceasefire, something as like benign as like, yeah, hey, just that's not, right. I like they're this. they're they're fired. Like I think it was like Cornell or one of the, you know one of the Ivy League universities fired somebody for for merely saying that, which is which is strange to me because like I would expect it to be like more of the cultural Marxist thing, right? Where they're like, you know, pro-Palestine, like, but there, there's obviously something else going on here. I think well, it's, it's one of those clear. things where they remember they were, they were censoring. You could say things, you couldn't say things about vaccine injuries because people would be vaccine hesitant. Even if it was true, we had, they had to censor right. stories, personal stories about vaccine injuries. So now we're, you know, like, okay, that might be true about what Israel's doing, but if we allow you to say it, well, you'll be Israel hesitant. 
right? So, <laughs> so therefore that has to be blocked, right? You're, you're going to be arm sale hesitant. Um, <laughs> arm sale hesitant. But I don't know. It just Maybe seems like, you know, the universities are, are subscribe seem to be subscribing to the woke agenda for the most part. Right. And then the woke agenda seems to be like compatible with like pro-Palestinian stuff. But then there's this like weird, like, I don't know, like the Epstein files. Maybe it's then it all comes yeah. down to the Epstein files. Okay? <laughs> Something's like unraveling here. Something's the not like lighted about. Up. <laughs> there's the shit you talk about in public, right? And then there's the shit they make you do because they because you went to Epstein's Island, okay? Yeah. Like, and once you understand that, like, why are they doing this shit? It makes a lot more sense. I've heard people try to say, like, oh yeah, the, these Christians are pushing this because of their end times philosophy and all of it. Like bullshit. Like, maybe there's a couple kooks well, out there. Well, there, there definitely are, is a lot of that. There really is, man. Yeah. No. What's like? No. What's the? What's the, this? Yeah, is what, something they've the just cooked up. They found rapture. a couple nut jobs to 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 you know like people are desperate to understand. Well, what about why, the early why? neocons though? The early neocons were definitely like believing in that shit, right? Well, like, somewhere. Who knows it's, what they it's truly believe? Mutual. It's, it was a mutual benefit. Benefit. A lot. A lot of these Zionists and neocons. They're all like. Not even really. It's all about about money laundering with the weapons transactions, right? Exactly. Like, you know, that's definitely I, I think a they, big part of it. I'm not saying it's. I think I'm not they, saying it's I all. Think of they, it. I think they tried to do. You know, like as things weren't going well in Ukraine, they're like, okay, this is played. You know, we sold as many weapons as we can here, but you know, maybe it's time to talk go about back that? to. Go Why back to these we... powerless enemies. You know, go back to people that can't fight back, like helpless Palestinians. Why does every we, we keep passing these fucking weapons packages as somehow like, oh, my God, there's a country in conflict. Suddenly we, we suddenly have under this this mindset that they don't have any weapons themselves. So we just automatically like, oh, well, we have to sell them weapons. Like what? Like, why is that always the default? Like they don't have that's weapons the purpose now. of the whole business. That's exactly. why it's all exactly. happening. And it's just like a given. It's like, oh, well, they don't have weapons. Israel's this poor country yeah. that has no weapons. What? I think it's a way to support uh, a side without sending troops. That's what I think it is. But why? But like the quite, everybody, everybody wants to know, like, well, why? Everyone says, oh, it's our greatest ally. W- well, w- what do you mean by that? Is there a treaty? Well, no. Did they did they send troops to your wars? Not one. Um, you know, like, uh, w- what do they do? What what makes them a this well, super they sent ally? A few good dancing, a few good dancing Israel, you know, Israelites. <laughs> <laughs> they sent a few good dancing ones on nine eleven. You know. what, I mean, Kyle, what what do your status friends have to say? Like, why do they say it's our greatest ally? Well, I, they don't say I don't know anybody that says that. I mean, I'm not I'm not a neoconservative myself. You know, one thing that I, I do find interesting is Hold like on. Liber- Ivan Jerkinoff says, think of the poor families of the workers at Halliburton. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I have, have you a little up a yacht. Do you realize how expensive it is to fill up a whole yacht with fuel? I mean, those things take thousands of gallons, especially these days, man. I know it's right? terrible. Thanks, yeah. Biden. Sorry, Kyle. Go on. That's why um, we're allying with. That's why they're allying with Israel, right? Well, I, I was saying like, um, I think it was like Jack Lloyd. I think you guys probably might know Jack Lloyd. Um, you know was Jack. saying, yeah, was saying like, uh, you know, the problem is statism, right? It's because we're not just uh, individuals. It's because we have these collectivized states, and that's why we have these large scale conflicts and. You know, I was thinking about the 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 things that make Palestine and, and Israel distinctive from each other, right? They have 
different, they have a different culture, you know, different history, different uh, ethnicities. Um, I, I assume different language, right? Different language. Like they have all these differences that make these cultures unique and you have a, a cultural clash and, and part of it's over land, right? But it's also religious. And, and they're really like two different camps that you have here and they just, they can't reconcile. They can't, they can't share the same space. Um, so I, yeah, but I don't think you'd want to, ah. you'd be comfortable sharing the same space with, with, you know, an occupation either, you know, like, right. Yeah. You know, like, I, it's, no, it was, like it's like, Oh, why aren't you willing to share? I'm sorry. But you know, like they, like, well, it's like, well, you guys you, took over my, my somebody's house. I've been living here for 500 years, you know, and farming on this land and you just kicked me out and for no reason. Like what? Like what? Yeah. And well, it's, and it's, but it's, I mean, Jack, Jack's right. I mean, it is with. I mean, if you took away the state of Israel, I mean, that's why we talk about the no state solution is really the the best way. You know, a, a, assign libertarian property rights to everybody in the area, and and debate property claims based on those principles. You know, like and 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 sort it out. You know, like there's you know there's it's not going to be easy, but you you know the libertarians have a framework to to settle these disputes. Who owns that land? You know, if they don't though. Like, it's two. It's two different cultures. It's two different cultures. You have a cultural right, class. They do cultures not want to live together in in harmony. When I was in Malaysia, there's Chinese, there's Malays, there's uh, there's Indians. People that have been that have been the distinct cultures, but have been mixing for hundreds of years. You know, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean you have to have a genocide. You know, like does it like right, it's yeah. perfectly fine to to you know to coexist and and if you have a framework of private property and where you have libertarian principles determine how that property can be transferred um then you know you have a way of settling disputes well you You need a government to establish a framework of private property it's not it's not just going to spontaneously happen but uh it doesn't have to be a single government it could just be a a framework of, of adjudicating property claims um, it's not that hard, you know, if, but, but it would require the abandonment of, of concepts like nations. Um, you know, that's certainly not going to happen anytime soon, but it's the idea, it's the, the very of, idea of the very idea of saying, we're going to have a Jewish state, right? Like right, right off from the get go that, says, yeah, we're going to be, and we're going to be inflicting violence against non-Jews. It just says that, you know, like it's baked into it. Like that's, this that's the Likud party. Like that's Likud. Like that's their end game. So it's like, it's one thing we're talking about a state and how awful a state can be. Yes. But when you add in this element of like, well, my God says this and you know, that, that make it's like 10 times worse. And what you see now is a genocide where I, I don't, if this was like, say a small minarchist state, you still wouldn't get that. It's, it's like this, this, it's now just well. They did forever. it. To the, they did it in North America. You know, to the to the yeah. uh, to the natives. I mean, but it's now not it's the with, only now the money has never been better. It's it's, it's and so that was with a minarchist state, right, Otto? It was. It was. It was yeah. to a certain extent. You're right, but um, I I think there's also a element to it where it's like now it's it's the American Empire. They answer. They they go as far as what we let them get away with spying on us. They're the number one country that spies on the United States. They are the number one country that does it. It's every single time, and I've known that since I was a kid. I, I know well, personally. How like, do you I think remember, they manipulate people? Like, how right. do you think they can manipulate they the powerful sold, people of the sold, world? They sold the nuclear secrets to to the Soviet Union, weren't they? Did they not? 
I, someone fact checked me on that one, but I'm pretty sure they did. You know, they or they stole it for themselves. I'm sorry. Maybe they stole it for themselves. But still, it's like they're constantly spying on us. So we keep saying they're our greatest ally. No, they're not. Like, it's just a place where we can go, send money, wash it, have it come back. Like, think of it as some big file bad. cabinets full of Epstein's right. files. Okay. <laughs> and, 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 it, and it all flows from there. Like, it, it doesn't right. make total sense when you think about it that way. You're like, it's like. Did you, oh, how about um, like so many people have gone uh, like that you thought were like in the, you know, like t- closer to our side in the um, anti-war camp have completely mm. gone warmonger. Like JFK, Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, J- oh, JFK. Tulsi I mean. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. She, she's she, she yeah, pro-Palestine. No, she's pro. She's pro-Israel. Like she was like, Israel oh. has a right to defend itself. And, you know, and like, oh, it's disgusting. Interesting. Like, I would have guessed. Yeah. I was my guess was they're, they're, they're lining up they behind the president, behind President Biden. You know, like it's. Oh yeah, yeah. And it, but it makes me think like, well, he's always pro-war. Well, he's always been pro-Israel and pro all of that stuff, but it just kind of came out. But you never knew how much of it was just talk, and how much of it was just kind of like, oh yeah, I, I won't, I won't make he, that my number well, one thing. He was well first, beyond. Like, yeah, he was what beyond what most politicians. It wasn't just like, oh, I took my trip to the wall and I wore the hat and I'm, you know, where's my boy at on this? Where's Ron Paul at on this? Oh, Ron Paul. I, I participated in the Zionist project <laughs> with my free trip. What's his stance? Oh, he- what do you think? I mean, he's completely, you know, pro, you know, pro like peace. Yeah, <laughs> pro Ron Paul. For, for his whole career, Ron, of course. Yeah, I'd like to read a, a recent article from him about the conflict and just, you know, I'm sure he's written many articles on it before with really good suggestions. I'd like to, you know, re-read. Re, re, his, his, uh, he still has a great daily podcast. Yeah. The Liberty Report. Yeah, I would yeah, I would do that or I just want to see, you know, give me some bullet points. What are, what are your ideas for this conflict? You know, I'm sure that I'm sure they make great sense. Well, Scott Horton, I mean, talk, let's see, he, he, he's just the number one guy. And like everyone makes fun of libertarians because we all just kind of parrot Scott Horton. But it's I'd rather parrot him than parrot fucking Lindsey Graham or Sean Hannity or some shit like that. Like, I'm sorry. So I Scott's always right on the issue. He's always yeah. got it right. Well, there's, and there's just, you know, there's other good journalists out there, too. Max Blumenthal. Max Blumenthal. Oh, yeah. Like he's super good. Um, Dan Cohen. You guys know who Dan Cohen is? He's like a yes. sort of a, yes. a guerrilla journalist. Um, he's been putting out incredible stuff. Um, it's like, I mean, luckily we have enough free internet right now that I think at least people right. can, can learn about what's going on if they're did interested. You, did you? Oh, that's a great, that's another good video to find. Elon Musk was on back on Rogan and he said some really fucking harsh, like base shit about Twitter being like the arm of the government before he, when he bought it. And that's why he bought it. Uh, I don't know if you guys can find that video. He wanted to control the government. He wanted no, to have his he wanted own to, he wanted to dismantle wing. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> it was just a leftist tool and a, and a, a arm of government. And he should oh, buy the man. Federal Reserve. Imagine what he could do with that. <laughs> Ooh, boy, yeah. well, he'd be JFK before that ever happened. Let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. I mean, I think if you look change. at the, if actually, you you should be able to buy the Fed for cheap based on their balance sheet, right? Like, I think they're uh, it's not it's not really a great business. So, I, I well, don't know. Citizens it's Bank, gotta be. Citizens Bank just went under this morning. Did you guys hear about, about that? that? 
I heard about that. Mm. That's the Bank of the Citizens. Yeah, the Philadelphia Phillies are going to have to change their stadium name now. That's I'm sure J.P. Morgan will be right there to 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 incorporate those assets. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm surprised we didn't have more be, bank failures. There will be only one when they're done. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it looked like SVB was just going to be the first of a set of dominoes, and there were a few more, and then that was sort of it. You know, but they established all those like lending facilities to like bail them out. Yeah, yeah, they just bailed them out before it got too crazy. Yeah. So, but I guess it's still still a problem. The, the higher rates. Yep. Oh. Ew. Let's look, look at this. Plant based just commented. I heard a Christian pas- pastor pray for the congregation. Pray for the congregation to pray for Israel's government and Benjamin Netanyahu. Mm. Ew. That's yucky. Gross. It's like you know, cue the the war prayer. You know. Yeah. I mean, Fuck, and like well, that's where I learned. I mean, honestly, that's where I learned that war was evil. It was against God's plan. God didn't distinguish between soldier and general and president when it came to killing. And I, war was I, evil. I, Communism was evil. Nazism was evil. It was from going to Catholic church, and you know, I learned all that. And it's, ugh, it's gross, at, man. At least with that event where they, you know, they killed all those people at a concert. I mean, I, you had to expect a response there, and like Israel wasn't going to just let that slide. You know, but I don't 10, know what the right. Yeah, well, that's that's what Hamas says, but I don't know. So those but, kids yeah, had lot. it coming. Cut it in half. Cut yeah. it in half. Say that. We'll cut it in half. Five thousand. Sure. Five thousand. That's still yeah. So that's like it's like okay, Hamas came and committed a terrorist uh, attack. You just don't go like if say if there was Hamas fighters hiding in the say in White Marsh, would it be okay for the United States government to then carpet bomb White Marsh? Just to get that's rid great, of the Hamas yeah, that's fighters. a great that's a great example. I mean, you're right. Yeah. That's well, why? A good first like, of all, why were they having a rave next to a concentration camp? And I, second, I heard it got moved there. Why? I, I heard why, it got moved. Why there. does the government disarm no. the Israeli people? Right. These people are. It's a gun control state. They first they force them into the military and to use guns against others. But then when they get out, they they take away the guns and they're not not allowed to have them. So. Why would you have a rave next to a concentration camp and have no guns of your own? Yeah, that's I mean, that's a good point where these countries because like they justify it by saying, well, we make everyone join the military. You have to join the military like that's you force you. And that's what these are. These are people, these conscripts who are going over there now and laying waste. And I don't know what's going on because they, they I mean, the Internet's down. I haven't I've always been seeing is videos of aftermath. I haven't been seeing videos of fighting because but apparently there's this huge ground invasion that that's going on. And I don't know how it's going and it could go either way. You know, say it's successful. OK, thousands of more Palestinians die. But if it's not successful, they have to retreat. Then they'll just go back to carpet bombing even more and. Like killing even more. They made it. They made it clear what the goal is, and and they're oh, not gonna. They're not gonna spend years. a lot of time carefully going door to door. They're just. They're completely leveling everything. How, how many Palestinians and, are in Gaza? Isn't it like twenty five million or something like that? I mean, like if they killed, million. I thought it was way more than that. If, if maybe if I'm killed, thinking uh, just in Gaza. I think there's at least it's extremely. It's extremely densely populated. Well, if they've killed ten thousand, it's a small a small percentage, but. You know, even if you can get rid of Hamas, you still are going to have a population there that hates your guts, 
right? So even if they you, don't want to get rid of Hamas, they created Hamas and have been funding Hamas. The whole idea yeah. is to is to give them a reason to commit the genocide. It's so that it's been, I don't know, man. That's how, been I've heard Ron about Paul this, say that about getting these people out. He's talking. He's got a plan to put them in tent cities in in Egypt. Like they're, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's just a class classic genocide. And um, he's not, he's not even denying it. He's just being like, well, it's just what we're doing, you know, talking about Netanyahu. And, yeah. They're not even shy about it. And, and they, and they, they don't deny it. They just justify it and, and say, well, you know what? Remember when you guys firebombed Dresden? Remember when you had to do what you had to do? Like, like as if that war crime is now justifying their war crimes. I mean, it's it's sick, you know, but it's easy to point to examples of other governments. And remember that shitty thing you did? Well, we just have to do the same thing. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if I I don't know if I can believe that, that uh, that this is all a ploy by Israel, that they've funded Hamas and and knew about this attack. And this is all sort of a, just an excuse for them. Well, to you can listen to, to Netanyahu's own statements about why it's important to, to fund uh, Hamas, because it was to dis, it was to disrupt and to make sure there was never going to be a Palestinian state. They needed to fight the PLO and to create no unity between Gaza and the West Bank. And they needed this other entity to become a powerful opposition. So these two could fight each other and not unify against, against you know, and form a state because that yeah. was his biggest, you know, like that's what they don't want. But that so, would have been a long time idea ago. Of even talking about a two state solution. I also think I, I think it's on the table. I think for it's them true also way. that there was a um, there was a Hamas at some point there was a Hamas leader that offered, I don't know all the details, but a Hamas leader offered like early on, not, not recently, but offered like a, some sort of like peace agreement, ceasefire, you know, something like that. And then was like assassinated the next day by, no, that was by the, Israel. Allegedly. Well, that was the president, the former president of, of Israel. He, he, he wanted to make peace with like, it was a shitty piece, but he made a shitty piece, you know, that really kind of screwed the Palestinians, but it was peace. And one of his, one of the people from his party, the Likud party assassinated him for making a deal with the Palestinians. I forget. That might also be true, but there was also, okay. Well, yeah. So I think there you both go. are probably true, but yeah, there's clearly this Likud party. They're just a bunch of insane um, fundamentalists. They're, you know, they're yeah. just as bad as like Islamists. They're just Jewish mm-hmm. and they, they happen to be in power. Um, and you know they're the ones who are who are who are, who are you know mostly responsible for this. Of course, yeah. There's of course people supporting it, and there's people uh, going along with it, and they're they're as culpable in some to some degree. But well, when you have something like a concert attack, you know people are going to go to the hawkish party, right? They're going to turn toward the hawkish party, right? So That's why it would make sense that they would allow this to happen. I mean, the amount of intel that had to get like ignored and oh yeah strategic uh strategic error that had to occur for this whole thing to happen is almost as bad as like 9-11 and we all we all know like i just i just posted a link i just posted a link if you want to show this web this article from the uh, jerusalem post about netanyahu uh, money to hamas part of strategy to keep palestinians divided like they don't hide their stuff, you know, like they're not like American oh. politicians, which are all like, like secretive. Oh, wow. This These guys are just like, yeah, we want to, 
we, we, we want to exterminate them. We want to get, you know, like we're, yeah. we want to make sure they never have a state. We want to like. This is from be- the Jerusalem Post. It's the, the title is Netanyahu colon money to Hamas part of strategy to keep Palestinians divided. Um, and then he says, now that we are supervising, we know it's going to humanitarian causes. This is paraphrasing. Uh, Yeah, paraphrasing. And it says, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu defended Israel's regular allowing of Qatari funds to be transferred into Gaza, saying it is part of a broader strategy to keep Hamas and the Palestinian Authority separate, a source in Monday's Likud faction meeting said. Netanyahu explained that in the past, the PA transferred the millions of dollars to Hamas in Gaza. He argued that it was better for Israel to serve as the pipeline to ensure the funds don't go to terrorism. Uh, it's not really what, yeah, I mean, that's basically saying they're trying to keep it away from Hamas and into the hands of the people, which obviously isn't true, but that's what they're saying. Well, and it's well, not Israel's I wonder, money. I'd like to know how much money it was and who actually got the money, you know, like. Be very interesting. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't say that, oh, he's, he wants them to go to Hamas. He says it was Qatari money. It wasn't Israeli money. So I thought I thought we were well, saying but they but everything that travels into Gaza essentially has to go through uh-huh. Israel, which is weird in and of itself. They're like, well, they well, then they also the share a border with Egypt. Yeah, they, that's because it's an open air prison. That's why it's it makes sense when you think of it as a prison. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm sorry, like I I, I know it's, it's irritates some people, like even some people in the, in the liberty movement or somehow like. Like and if you listen to Tim Cast, like he's just so caught up on this, like, yeah, but Islam is like, I mean, Islam's irredeemable. Like they're all a bunch of fundamentals. They're irredeemable. So he kind of like doesn't go hard with it. Like, yeah, he kind of like, I don't know. He doesn't make excuses for it, but he just is very dismissive when these, an- these anti-war libertarians go on there. He's like very dismissive. He's like, well, I just don't believe you. Like Michael Rechtenwald was on there and was just like, yeah, they, um, Israel, during the first day of the attack, they were shooting other Israeli people. And there was a lot of friendly fire, which killed like a lot of Israeli. People. And Tim knows like, Well, everything, there's so many lies coming out there. I don't believe you. There's so many lies. If you can't tell me the exact, the exact thing. And he was like, he mentioned an article. He's like, yeah, it's somewhere on this website. And Tim was just getting so defensive over it. And there's some hesitancy for them just to full out, just be like, yeah, Israel's the bad guy. You know, they just don't want to say it. And I don't I wonder how much I, of that, though, is like a is like. I mean, yeah, obviously there's the Epstein files, but like someone like Tim, I, I doubt that that's applies to him. Right. But like, I feel like some people like that, they don't want to get lumped into like the the actual like anti-Semites, the actual like because they're kind of adjacent to that. Right. Like with all the alt right and all that kind of stuff, like when you're Tim cast, you're kind of like you're kind of rubbing shoulders with you have fucking Kanye on your, on your podcast <laughs> talking about, right. you know, Hitler was like doing good stuff. Like now it's like, he's probably afraid to come out there and be and condemn Israel. Cause then he sounds like he's just like a, you know, Kanye well, is, you know, who I, you know, I think is doing a, 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 a better job of, or let's just say a more horrific job of associating the violence of the Israeli government with Jews Right. In general. Right. And that connection is what like people are afraid of, like 
some average Jew on the street in Brooklyn right, is completely disassociated or even a Jew in Israel or anybody, right? Like we are yeah. not our governments and we understand that, but right. you get this kind of backlash, but maybe it has something to do with the star of David, like on a tank, like coming through your town, like, you know, like maybe they're the ones that are, have that, you know, it's a Jewish state. They're beating it. They're beating it into people's heads that it's not, it's not the Israeli military coming to kill you. It's the Jews, and they are the right. ones that are have like made that narrative so, so dominant. Uh, maybe they should stop doing that if that's you know if that's not what they want. Yeah, I mean, it certainly doesn't help the case of anti-Semitism to have these policies put put forth by you know a so-called Jewish state. <laughs> like, right? Yeah, it it doesn't help. You know, there, there's going to be a base level of anti-Semitism in the world, just like there's a base level of like anti-black in the world, anti-whatever in the world. Yeah, do you think but, it would have done a, like a lot for Christians if all those tanks that rolled through Iraq had like big crosses painted on them? <laughs> right. I, I, I know, bet like, Bush would have loved that, though, dude. It's bad marketing. That's what I'm mean, saying, right? Like, <laughs> I'm just saying it's not going to go. It's not going to go well for Christians. Helping the cause, you know, you know. Right. No, it's not. It's not lo- good. Lo- love thy neighbor, though. Right. Right. Yeah. I guess. I just picture like the fucking dude Jesus like rolling in like on the top of a tank. <laughs> you know, from like a buddy from dogma, buddy yeah, Christ, buddy Christ. Yeah. yeah, buddy Christ, just like on top of a tank. <laughs> Celebrity news. What do you guys think? What'd you, what'd you guys think about uh, Matthew Perry's <laughs> suspicious death? It sucked, man. It blows that he's dead. I mean, he was was it was it suddenly? Yeah, it was yes. sudden. <laughs> it was sudden. Apparently, he was in his he was in his jacuzzi and just heart was gave he out. The guy from Friends, yeah, yes, mm-hmm. Chandler. But was he not intoxicated? Are they saying nothing came back on his talk screen? Have you guys I heard, heard? I've not heard. He I've was like really big into like promoting sobriety. Like he That's had a what foundation I heard, yeah. and like he was, it had turned it into like his life's mission to like help other people recover. So he was probably course. overly stressed because he has no beer or weed or, you know, like. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Could it I, be I don't foul know. play? Well, I had also, I had read that he had just finished a long game of pickleball, which is a, you know, yeah. an intense cardio. He doesn't look in pictures to me to be in very good health. Like he looks overweight. Um, He looks like he's, um, I don't know, just doesn't look good. So uh, maybe he overexerted himself in pickleball. But the other thing is he was an avid uh, vaccine proponent. So, you know, I'm kind of personally curious. When was his last booster shot? You know, was it that morning? Was it the day before? Could this have been vaccine related? You know, but I don't think we're be. ever going mean, to find out. I'd be out. more suspicious of that if he was younger, you know, but somebody, you know, like, I don't know how old he is, but 54, at least, what, 50s? He was 54. So, yeah, like, about my well, he had, so. And he had some, he clearly had some, he might have been sober now, right? But he clearly yeah. had some history of that, which is going to, if you're like an alcoholic for 10 years, like, it's going to shorten your life. But 54? I don't know. You man. know, just dying. I'm not. Look, I'm not a fucking doctor. Could man. just be know. a freak accident. I'm not a core. You know? I'm not a core. So, core uh, uh, I just stayed at a. Oh, no, what was the commercial? I just stayed at a Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> How do we know somebody didn't just like hold his head underwater? 
Uh, well, we we don't know. I mean, we and we'll probably we, we'll never know, maybe. But like, I'd like to hear some medical report or some cause of death. I have seen some. I mean, if, if he people. like Obama's pool boy, I feel I feel like there'd be more questions about this. <laughs> I, I've seen some people posting about how like how upset they are, like just on a deep emotional level that they're crying. They're just so heartbroken that this actor has died. They felt so attached to him. You know, maybe they were they were big uh, Friends fans or whatever. And, and the one I saw, somebody was like, "Oh, but I mean, harder than I don't Friends really understand or, that." Um, or Robin I don't Williams. Sorry, we'll see. I mean, I don't want to diminish like the guy's life or anything. Uh, this isn't like, but like, it's not like he was like. I don't see why you would be that heartbroken, given that he hasn't done anything in like twenty years or or whenever Friends stopped being on the air. It's not like Still, you're, yeah. it's not like he's actively putting out shit and then all of a sudden he died. And you're like, oh, no, like I'm not getting like to. he doesn't have to. I mean, think of how long Friends has been in syndication. I mean, that's all I watched, like when I was in grade school. And I'm not saying you I can't be like, home, you can't find it's a sad story. Wait, which, which, like, generation, emotionally. Like, which generation I, I watched Friends? Uh, you know, millennials. Millennials, probably. X. Yeah, but yeah. I I watched. I mean, I watched Friends. I watched the whole season. Like, I mean, I watched every single season, maybe like ten to fifteen times at this point. I mean, that's how much I watched. That's a lot of Friends. Like, <laughs> that is it was way I, too much, dude. Well, I mean, I like I said, it's not that good. Home, <laughs> oh, it's, not uh, that it's just good. such. It's like the hipster thing to be like, Friends wasn't funny. It was fucking hilarious. See, I, I mean, it's fine. I'm watching Star Trek. We had to watch like just Star Trek over and over again, right? <laughs> but that's now now my personality is based on that. You know, like, yeah, I'm with you with the. But I mean, would you be devastated if, like, I mean, all of those guys are dead now, anyways, right? It's not like you're devastated. You're like, all right, they put out a good show, they live their life, like, they're not doing anything anymore, (laughs) right? Like Leonard, I mean, Leonard Nimoy died. I mean, yeah, Leonard Nimoy. It's like, you know, okay, it's sad. Like he was old. Oh, like that's sad, but I'm not gonna freak out or you know. That's about. That's where I'm at. You know, but I can see how people. I can see how people like you know that was probably the only thing there for them. People it, like, well, it's true. I mean, people get attached to celebrity culture, you know. It, people get I mean, really attached to things. I mean, Shannon was a dies. like Shannon was like a was is a big like Mac Miller fan, but like he died while he was like still an artist and was like twenty something, and that was devastating to her. But he was that was an active yeah. like he's putting out shit and then he dies, and it's like your favorite artist just died. But like if he but was friends- like if it was like fifty years from now and he died, it's like whatever like <laughs> friends yeah. created a legacy i mean that was like yeah. a, a huge cultural phenomenon and it still lasts i mean it holds up for me like there's still plenty of episodes where i watch and i know exactly what chandler's gonna say but just his delivery of it you know it's great like matthew perry was chandler like it's like he even said that in his his uh biography he came out and he was like i wanted this part so bad because i felt like they took the past year they just took my whole life and my personality and my, and they were in my brain and they wrote it down on paper. He was like, I was Chandler. And, mm. you know, so he, he was the character and like, that's who he was. And that's all he ever really was, was that character. And, but it was so iconic. And like you said, it, it got gaps at generations because it's in syndication. Everyone sees it. Then it became this binge thing, especially during COVID times, mm. people binge friends. And it just, it's this thing. It's always there. And it was there for how many years was it like what 10 years was was it on friends was on for it was a it was a good show and chandler was just like one of the funniest people in it he i think he really started the sarcastic i i guess i wouldn't say started but high i guess 
he was like the pinnacle of sarcastic humor. He aced the I he aced that in the early nineties of being the the cynical sarcast sarcastic well, person. Well, was this humor. like trying to rival like Seinfeld or like where were they? Where, um what was that on nbc i don't think they were trying to rival seinfeld it was nbc so it's just another it was something seinfeld different a, 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 a predecessor yeah seinfeld came out a little bit earlier than that i think like 91 seinfeld might have came out something like that i don't know but i'm with you on like the recency right i, I mean i watched a lot of friends i had an ex-girlfriend that loved the show watched reruns all the time but that was you know 15 years ago or at least you know, maybe 10, 10 to 12. I mean, it was a long time ago. And I mean, yeah, I've seen an occasional episode here or there, but I don't feel, e- even then, I, it, it's been so long that I don't feel that big connection. And then I never knew the guy in real life, right? So it's not like it was a personal friend or something. So, I, and uh, I just, I'm a little Imagine more emotionally. Kyle Coward's hanging out. I'm just emotionally detached. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm, I'm like, oh, you know, that's, that's a bummer. But I'm not. I'm not crying. I didn't. I didn't yeah, I wasn't crying it. either. Like I. Yeah. I was like, wow, that sucks. Like it's still just like, huh? Oh well. You know, I'll move on. I, I mean, it's yeah. shocking and it's tragic, right? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But people are really having these strong emotional reactions, and that's what I found interesting. And just maybe it's like you're saying they're watching it in syndication. They're new fans. They've been. They've been currently it's, watching. The show's not it. going anywhere. You can keep watching it. Like yeah. it's not like. It's not like but his it character vanishes. Like, oh, that guy's dead. Like he's dead. Yeah, yeah it it's is creepy weird... to watch yeah. a dead person too, right? You're just like, oh man. Yeah. I don't know. And I mean, I mean Robin about... Williams is dead, right? And we watch his yeah. movies still. Yeah. I mean, eventually you gotta get over it, but it is a little weird when you're watching them. Like, oh man, that I guy. I just don't died. know what's. I, it just brings me thought. Like, I don't know what's gonna mess with me. Like, I don't know who's the one celebrity that's gonna mess with me like big time. If I don't think I ever will, maybe Ron there's like, a few musicians. Oh, Ron, Ron Paul, Paul would sure. probably be it. Yeah. Ron Paul would have to be it for me. Yeah. Well, what about like that celebrities just... that have died in the past? Did you have you guys ever had a reaction like like Kurt no. Cobain or or um? Yeah, Actually, I was pretty bummed out. I was bummed out when um Anthony Bourdain died when he killed himself. That that fucked me up. That was. I mean, tough. I wasn't. Yeah. I was just huh. like, wow, this guy has like the best life. Like, if I could write like the perfect, just to like just to live that life. But obviously, he had some trauma, and obviously. He had some issues, but I never understood me. Anthony Bourdain. I never understood people's connection with him. I didn't realize that many people were connected with him, dude. For you I and never, you love food, how do you not? <laughs> I just I didn't care. Like I like I was like he's like it was just like, like a badass like rock. Guys, I'm not gonna care either. <laughs> it was like a just a badass like rock and roll chef, like super cool dude, like inspirational. Then, with he just, was an adventurer, and, you know, like he, he, was he was an adventurer. Yeah, I know, but he like, was like when very grow like guys, I'm not gonna care. Like, yeah, Bear Grylls is a fake motherfucker, dude. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Bourdain was like going, like doing real shit, man. I mean, well, the like the best part of his his shows would be like when he got invited to somebody's house for they're having a party, you know what I mean? Like, and he was like gets to like hang out with the locals wherever he is, you know what I mean? Like drinking their booze, eating their food, you know, like you know. Just being gracious out. and and welcomed into like the coolest places. Yeah, it, there's more of a sadness when it's a younger person, you know, when it's not somebody that was like in their 80s or 70s, and, and it's a shock, you know. Um, but I, I'm trying to think of one a celebrity death where I was just like, oh man, that is such a dis- such a bummer. You know, like Heath Ledger, um, you know, Amy Winehouse. Like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? 
Joe Biden, meet Joe. Well, when they're really, you know, really old, it's kind of like the writing's already Joe on Biden, the wall. But when you're Heath Ledger, it's like, oh my God, you know. What was that one? Yeah, Bush Senior. Brittany Murphy. God, I can't remember. His name. Yeah, Brittany Murphy. I don't care. Like, there has not been one thing that's taken me back that I've, I that I can think of that I've just been like, whoa. The, like, the I kid can't from believe Stand it. by Me. What was that kid's name? Um, River Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. He died young, right? Yeah, but like that was like '93, man. <laughs> All right, we're going back. To, we're going back. <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe says I miss Prigozhin or whatever the fuck he's thinking. Prigozhin. Prigozhin. <laughs> <laughs> That was like Putin's like mercenary guy. <laughs> and then he turned on. God damn. Joe is the best. Joe is the fucking funniest person I think I've ever met. Like, that was pretty he, good. He's like, funnier, Joe he or, or Ivan? Fuck Ivan. <laughs> I think I know who Ivan is. <laughs> I think it's Joe, isn't it? <laughs> I, I know. I think that's, that's why I said fuck it. Ivan. I don't like Ivan. Joe's funny. Yeah, we like Joe. We don't like Ivan. Right, Joe. Seriously, Joe always has. He just cracks it. He sends me like shit all the time, and it's like straight up my ass. It's mostly just nine eleven jokes. He just sends me. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> they, ne- they never get old. Oh, <laughs> uh, here we go. Here's Nikki. Nikki P. Chiming in. Anton Yelchin. I don't get that one. Is that the guy who did like the the Chechnya massacre? No, I don't know. Otto, who is that? Anton Yelchin. Well, now you have me second guessing. Well, now I've ruined the joke. Damn it. I had to look it up. Yeah, Anton Elchin. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. He's the guy who played on on Star Trek. That's right. Yeah, he the was the one who got Star run Trek? over. Right? Didn't he get run over? He was a young actor. That's right. He's a Russian Jew. He died of blunt traumatic asphyxia. Oh, but- oh, he got pinned between his Jeep Cherokee yeah. and a. Brick pillar gatepost outside his house. Damn. Yeah, he played in the new Star Trek movie. You're muted, Babs. Oof. That's Death horrible. by Jeep Cherokee. What a way to go. <laughs> yeah, it's right up there with like auto auto erotic asphyxiation. Auto erotic asphyxiation. Who was that? That was um the guy from uh, like I want to say Highlander, but that's not right. What was the guy that did that? I thought that's oh, what... David Carradine. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. he was in Kill Bill. Doesn't that what Robin Williams did too? I thought Robin Williams got caught doing the same thing. What was the show? He that was, was the that Kill was Bill? the that was the alleged thing, but I don't know, man. The show from before Kill Bill, where he was like a wandering samurai or whatever. Yeah, um... I'm looking it up. I know you're talking about. It. I just have no clue. It was called Kung Fu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kung Fu. Yeah, probably should have known that. This is like turning into a trivia. I know. (laughs) We're gonna just talk about all sorts of different shows. Shit, we're already at an hour. Yeah, we we have barely any topics too. That that's we just need less topics. Said let's just go with it. Anyhow, but uh, thank you guys for listening and stuff. Sorry we missed last week. Um, we'll be back. We're back in the saddle, man. We're 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 doing this thing. We're doing it. Right, oh, yeah. Jared. Yeah, oh, we're yeah. back, baby. We're back and better than ever. <laughs> not saying much, but, uh, but we're better than ever. Yeah, exactly. It's just not how much. Yeah. The, the bar is low, but hey, hey we're above it. So 
I wasn't going to say that, but someone did. But anywho, really appreciate you guys checking us out. Please go over to Facebook, like, subscribe, go to YouTube, like, and subscribe. You know what to do. Do all that. Give us a five-star review. Give us a one-star review. I don't care. Whatever. Just acknowledge us. Please give us attention and money. (laughs) And you can do that. Give me the the dopamine, please. All right. And go over to our Patreon and sign up for as little $3 a month. And you get to check out our After Hours podcast, which we're going to record right after this. And we'll even send you a link, a private YouTube link. And you can listen in, make comments, fun of me, do whatever you want. And you get access to our back catalog of, of podcasts, of After Hours podcasts. So go over there, check that out. Um, we have other ways to donate to the show over at PRLfans.com. We have t-shirts for sale over at LibertarianCountry.com. Use the code PRL or PRL Podcast. You'll get a 10% discount. Use the code PRL2 and you'll get yourself a 20% discount if you spend $50 or more. So until next time, live free or die. That is shed. Drenching the flesh of the tax bombs and bread. Was it by a few at the expense of the many? So did the cards and the machine. You can't justify killing by economic gain. For God, country, and democracy. You can put freedom in that point in a 